if you think that success is going to make you happy, you are wrong. If you don't have a bigger purpose, you will be empty because you will hit it. I've talked to gold medal winners, literally the top athletes in the world, train their whole life for the gold medal and ask them how they feel after they win the gold medal. No different. So why would you be any different? David Nurse, and I'm here to help you transform and not conform. Today, I want to talk to you about the prison of success. Wow. Everybody's seeking success. You're probably listening right now. You're like, David, I would love to be successful. Would you? Really? Comes with a price. The prison of success. Success is a driver but not always the best driver. Pedal to the metal, hustle culture, and eventually you will get there. But what happens when you get there? What happens when you have created expectations around yourself that become increasingly difficult to uphold? You have created the prison of success. It's when you create standards in your own mind that you have to live up to And instead of success becoming something that gives you freedom, it actually does just the opposite. And that's the funny thing is we look at this, this, hey, I want to have financial freedom. I want to have work freedom. I want to be successful. But once you do, and I've seen so many people go down this path, millionaires, billionaires even, where they keep working and working and working because they feel like if they don't, then they become irrelevant. It's one of the biggest fears that we have. We are validation seekers at heart. Human beings want to be told, oh, how great you are doing. We want to be seen by others. Everybody says, no, I don't care about being famous. Yeah, you're probably lying to yourself. You do. You want that success. But once that happens, are you able to step outside of the prison? So let me tell you a little story here. A really good friend of mine Jeremy Lin went through this time in 2012, 2013 called Lin Sanity. This is when he basically was almost out of the NBA. He was three days away from getting cut from the New York Knicks. He was sleeping on his teammate's couch, and he got his opportunity. He finally got put into a game, and he went off. He prepared for this moment, and he was just killing it, going for 30-point games, hitting game winners, Juke and Jive and Kobe. He was on top of the NBA world. He had rejuvenated New York City as a city in sports. He was the number one trending thing in the world on the cover of Time Magazine, GQ, you name it, Sports Illustrated, ESPN. Number one trending thing in the world for weeks. So when you're hearing this, you're like, man, I wish I had that. I wish I woke up tomorrow and I had six million followers. I wish I was the number one trending thing in the world. Do you? Do you really? Because once you do, once you hit that success and you haven't built the true foundation, the roots, you're going to become beholden to the prison of success just like Jeremy did. And if he was being honest with you, he would never want to go through that time again because instead of living in the appreciation for the moment, the God-given gifts that he had been given in that situation, he was living in this prison of success, the what-ifs. If you have what ifs in your life, 
you know you're in that prison of success. What if I don't keep this up? What will people think of me? What if I don't keep gaining followers, making more money, fill in the blank? What if, what if, what if? And it can drive you nuts. And it did for Jeremy. He kind of fell off into the obscurity of the NBA, getting traded from team to team. But until he finally realized that his identity was not based in being a basketball player, his self-worth was not based in how many points he scored or stats, the results, that his identity was based in the person that he was created to be. The person that Jeremy was stood for Jesus, stood for his Taiwanese people, and stood for so much more in serving and loving others, being a great teammate, being a great friend. Basketball was just his vehicle. Basketball was just his vehicle. Your success that you have is your vehicle to so much more for a bigger purpose. That feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments, you have full optimal energy, you are functioning at your highest level. You want to recreate that? Yeah, sure, you do, I do, we all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This this is real. Hyperbaric chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Eleve Health. E-L-E-V-E health.com. It's an oxygen miracle. What it is, HBOT, the hyperbaric chamber. It's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this. It places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I, I, I kid you not, this is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT, from Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E Health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you. If you think that success is going to make you happy, you are wrong. If you don't have a bigger purpose, you will be empty because you will hit it. I've talked to gold medal winners, literally the top athletes in the world, train their whole life for the gold medal and ask them how they feel after they win the gold medal. No different. So why would you be any different? So the three main reasons that we create this prison of success, I'm going to give you the three. The first one is we want to be liked. We want others to say how good we are. That's why the dopamine rush of seeing an Instagram like or you put up a post and you check how many likes you have 96 times within the hour. That's why you do it. The dopamine rush is this effect going on in our brain that tells us we matter. It actually happens in the, the reward center of our brain is the ventral striatum. And this lights up 
when we get validated. That is why, essentially, we do what we do for validation of others. In a study done in Montreal in 2019 by psychtest.com, they studied 14,000 people on a self-esteem test. A reason, a a massive reason why we do not feel validated is because our self-worth, our self-love, our acceptance of who we are is very low because we base that acceptance on the validation of others. You see how that, that cycle works. First, you have to understand you are the person that God has created you to be. You don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to run somebody else's race. But we seek this validation, so it causes our self-esteem to lower. Of the 14,000 people surveyed, 33% of people needed to be liked by everyone. By everyone. They thought everyone needed to like them. That will not happen. 49%, almost 50% of people needed to be liked, considered themselves worthless or useless if they were not liked. What? Half? 7,000 of the 14,000 people considered themselves useless if they were not liked. 39% of the people who felt like they needed to be liked will ne- thought they would never amount to anything of significance. 39% of people who seeked the validation of others thought they would not amount to anything significant. 50% of those people consider themselves boring if others did not validate them. Holy smokes. How crazy is this? The self-esteem placed on the opinions of others. The aladaxophobic, the person who fears other people's opinions, lacks self-worth. There's also an intense fear of rejection. So this all ties back into this prison of success and why we want to feel validated. Of the people surveyed, 71% of people who needed to be liked, are afraid they will be rejected by their friends. So they think their friends won't even like them. Are they really your true friends if you have to fear that they will reject you? Probably not. 65% of people who needed to be liked felt like they weren't attractive. So now we're even going into your physical traits. If you need that validation, you feel like you're not attractive. 65% of people. Incredible. Wow. So the validation seeking of others, feeling like we need to be approved, it just rocks our self-esteem. I looked up some stats on this. Check this out. This is incredible. 31% of adults worldwide have more confidence based on clear skin. 31, that's almost one third of people like, hey, you got clear skin? You're more confident. Get this, better looking people, meaning of just the term, the clear skin as we're putting that with, earn 12% more financially over their lifetime. 12% more? That, that literally could be millions of dollars. You are investing a lot into the lab, into the science, into yeah. the research. It is so far a no brainer why anybody would try, would use anything else other than one skin like is there any is there anything like you can even think of that makes sense like i'm trying to and i can't i want to say out of the kindness of your guys heart you are providing for our listeners a special 
pricing code, which will be in the show notes. So look in the show notes to try out One Skin for yourself. Strongly recommend to subscribe to our newsletter. We want to empower everyone because we know that the choices that we are making today will definitely impact how you're, oh. you know, are going to age tomorrow. And the third reason why we create this prison of success, and, and this one might seem kind of funny to you as it did to me, but really when you think about it, it's not. It's called symbolic immortality. Symbolic immortality is the fear of not being remembered when you die. Let me break this to you. You won't be remembered when you die, and you should be fully okay with that. Think about it. A hundred years ago, how many people could you name that were alive a hundred years ago that's not a president? Sure, you might have memorized the presidents in high school. Name somebody who was alive a hundred years ago. I can't even name my great-grandparents. But that's not what legacy is. Legacy is not symbolic immortality. It's far different. Legacy is the feeling you leave in the people that you interact with. The feeling you put into them. The encouragement the life you speak into somebody else, it is not symbolic immortality for something that you have done because you will continue to seek that success that, that creates this immortality and you will continue to stress yourself out to the max. Anxiety, stress will rise. So symbolic immortality, throw that out the window. All right, so now I've told you about why our brain works as it is and this prison is success and how dangerous this can be. So hopefully you're following along with me and you're like, yeah, David, I, under, like, I, I can see that now. I'm not just going to shoot for success. I'm going to shoot for impact and purpose, and not just success. So I want to give you three ways to disconnect from the prison of success. So now I want to tell you how you can break the chains of the prison of success. And there is one main mindset. I just want you to focus on this one mindset because it will change everything for you when you do. Run a different race. We were not all created to run the same race. You're not supposed to be at the same place somebody else is. They're not supposed to be at the place you are. Your success metrics do not have to be what the world says they are. This one is so important. Pivot what success means. That word success to everybody else, to society, which we want to transform from, not conform to, means wealth, riches, followers, how big is your bank account. That's not what true success means. Trust me, it's not. So I want you to create your own definition for it. What does success mean to you? And actually think about this. Don't think about it from the, the lens of somebody else, the race someone else is running. It doesn't matter. You are the foregone expert in you. You know you better than anybody else knows you. So create your own success metric. Now, I want to tell you a story, one of the most impactful stories that I've ever heard. It's about a, a guy named Cliff Young. Now, I want to make sure I get this story exactly right here for you. So Cliff Young was a 61-year-old farmer who won a 550-mile ultra-marathon. He ran this in, in Sydney, Australia. Now, the year was, let me get you this year. I'm looking at a picture here of Cliff Young. So the year is 1983. Race taking place from Westfield, Sydney, all the way to Melbourne. 550 miles. Now, Cliff is this farmer. He herds sheep. 
So what he does for a living, he's basically running around his farm. He's herding his sheep. He's making sure they all eat the grass, whatever sheep do. He is not a runner. He is not an athlete. He shows up at this race not looking like an athlete. He's got on these work boots, and there's all these other 20-year-old athletes, 30-year-old athletes who have been training, have been running marathons. This is an ultra marathon. This is 550 miles. Cliff Young had never ran a marathon in his life. People were laughing at him. What are you doing? He's got overalls on. You don't run a race in overalls. So Cliff Young, 61 years old, literally (laughs) dressed like he had just came from the farm, says, I'm entering this race. People laugh at him and think, you can't do it this way, and that's not the way to do it. You need to conform to what an athlete is supposed to look like. So Cliff starts running and running and running and running, running and not stopping. He literally does not stop. This race goes on for days. And as most athletes will stop and sleep during the night, Cliff just kept going because he didn't know how the race was supposed to be run. That's the biggest point I want you to take away from here. He was running a different race. He didn't know this definition of success and tried to do it like everybody else did. He ran his own race. In his time, Cliff Young's time of five days, 15 hours and four minutes, was a full 10 hours faster, a full 10 hours faster than the runner-up, almost two days faster than the previous record had ever been at the Sydney Ultra Marathon. Cliff Young breaks the record by nearly two days, days faster. This 61-year-old running in a race with 20 and 30-sums, never ran a marathon before in his life, 550 miles, because he ran a different race. And I want you to think about that in your life. Are you running the same race as somebody else? Are you comparing yourself with those around you? Are you saying, hey, I have to hit this success metric or I will not be complete. I will not be fulfilled. I will not be content. That's the question you need to ask yourself. Because I'm telling you, you can create a prison of success. You can be ultra successful in the eyes of the world, but you can be completely empty inside. You can feel like this prison is just weighing down on you. The shackles are containing you into that prison that you have created. So break the shackles today and do not conform, but transform. 